podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode 300 and something and I am broadcasting to you from my house in a field in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm still Trev Denny and I'm still joined by Lisa Marie Hannan and Cam Branch for this particular podcast of Liverpool-based chit-chat. Now, before we get into it, um, I've just noticed that my volume sounds weird. Am I sounding okay to you guys? I sound very low to me for some reason. Low is that is okay? Good. It's fine. All right. You sound wonderful as always, Trev. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> we won't hear the end of this now. Uh, I mean, on. if you'd done that in your voice, that would have been it then. It was kind of halfway there. It was half in the voice, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> well, for the record, I wasn't fishing. I was genuinely just worried that um, uh, it wouldn't come out th- uh, clearly. So I have had a week, lads. I have had a week. Uh, yeah. Uh, less said about it, the better. Just suffice to say that in Irish terms, it was a fucking dose. Um, so I've been looking for things to cheer me up a bit. And I f- came across one of my old favorites who always used to make me uh, laugh with the silliness uh, that he used to come out with. Uh, and he's a guy called Carl Pilkington. You might know of him, Cam. I'm not sure if he made the transition across the water. To... I, I can relate to Carl very much. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot there. I think that everybody can sort <laughs> of uh, just hang their hat on when he starts having a little moan. He's he's very much uh, every middle aged bloke, uh, I think. Um, so I have a couple of little clips of Carl. The second one, I'm going to have to cut it off because it's too long, and I'll just give you the first couple of bits. Um, the first one, however, is just at the end of um, a, a longer stint, and the lads are talking about what they would do if it was the end of the world. So here's clip number one for you with Mr. Pilkington, joined by his pals Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais. Nostradamus, there's been many people who've tried to foresee the future. Uh, Carl, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there's endless um, you know, predictions. Apparently there are other planets that may collide with ours. You know, there's some scientific basis on this. But if you knew with certainty that today was the end of the world, how, how would you spend that final day? So, for instance, I've always wanted to smash up a bar. Do you know what I mean? It's strange, strange, but I've always wanted the exhilaration of just smashing all those bottles, like you see in a film. But would you enjoy it as much knowing that you're going to die in eight hours? I don't know, I suppose it's the sense of abandon, you know? I mean, maybe I'd murder a person, you know? Wow. Just say, you know, I don't know, but I think I'd probably go mental. Because that's Cause I've, I've always been a very reserved person, you know? I've always, I've never got into a fight, I've never caused a rumpus. Yeah, but that's a worrying thought, because um, we, we don't have to have the end of the world for it to be the end of your world, because a lot of people know that they're terminally ill, so mm. they don't go around smashing up bars and killing people. But I suppose I know there'll be no repercussions ultimately, because they're gonna the next day away. everyone's gone, yeah, so there's so, not going to be mourning families. But then, uh, but then how dare you deprive that person of his last eight hours or ten hours of life? Um, I don't care, because it's the last day on Earth. What would you do? I've always wanted to kick a duck up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that one set set me up nicely and uh, <laughs> uh oh my. here's some um predictions Carl's making about what the future may look like all right i'm carl and uh the future 
He's already gone off road. It's a scary place. But the future's going to happen. Mm. Right? It's not getting away from that. Yep. Mm. Mm. Okay, your predictions are. Well, we're, we're, we're all. Uh, mm. Already, that's already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to say, you know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Now they're saying eat five fruits. <laughs> right. So we've definitely, that's, that's evidence. You can't argue with that. I probably put that first because he goes right. What's number two? So swap that round. Okay. That's Give one. him the pants second. Yep. I could go on and listen to this nonsense all day, but I better get it back on track. Anyway, that was an extended, uh, longer than usual bit, but um, like I say, I think we all need a laugh these days, so hopefully uh, you got a laugh out of that. Uh, he's, he's good fun, isn't he? He's incredible. <laughs> he's just he's just great value. It's it's a good formula the way they literally like it's just it's set up that it seems like well because they are being incredibly cruel but he's just really good at taking it uh, and throwing stuff back. I have to say it's excellent. Uh, Cam, uh, what have you got to start us with? But more oh, to the uh, point, more to the point, lad. <laughs> have you had a better week than me? Tell me you have. Um, from the sounds of it, I guess I have, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nothing has happened. It's just been one of those weeks. Go to work, come home, go to work, come home. So, um, you know, looking forward to watching the football tomorrow. Um, I'm really excited about it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? I think it does feel like a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Feels longer than the fortnight it was. Yeah, I believe you have a quote to start us with. Yeah, sort of complete opposite of where you were so i'm not sure i really want to do this now after, <laughs> <laughs> after where we've been but it is what it is so uh, i'm not going to change you know uh today so here we go um wars of nations are fought to change maps but wars of poverty are fought to map change oh clever Ooh. uh also I, oh. 
comparatively insightful as well i actually love that you've gone there that's pretty much exactly what this show is all about going from uh, talking about um uh, trousers being uh, becoming uh, extinct to uh, to profound observations about war who's the author of that or is it just something you came across that's one of those sort of um, unattributed ones uh, the greatest sportsman ever the what who the greatest sportsman ever the greatest sportsman ever well you know who i think that is and you know who i think that is i did not think that that i've never heard that quote from him before there you go mad isn't it wow yeah wow. wow that's fantastic well he always was a bit of a wordsmith but that's even um that's that's mad i i, I never knew that was no, i've never heard that before so uh, i mean the first quote was a mother Teresa quote that i came across but then this was the third one i was like wow just two sentences bang nail on head ali with a knockout again Ali with another knockout. You gotta love it. Uh, Lisa Marie, how was your week? Did are you are you upping the the happy quotient, or was yours difficult as well? I, I think you were traveling, were you? Um, I was. It's it's been it's been kind of a crazy week. Yes, I was in Oklahoma for Monday and Tuesday. Um, but more importantly, or not more importantly, but also I've had children going off to other parts of the state. Um, child number two was in Knoxville from. Sunday through Wednesday, and then child number three left Wednesday and is still in Chattanooga. She comes home tomorrow. So yeah, it's it's been a lot of packing in the Hannah Hannah household this week and unpacking. Two of my two of my favorite um, American place names are Knoxville and Chattanooga. Uh, <laughs> I, I just by the boy, I have to say, I do actually like re- both of them a lot. Um, there's some fantastic names around your neck of the woods there really are some interesting names well I, a lot I, of them and i'm pretty sure chattanooga are a lot of them you know are based on the on the native american yeah, yeah exactly places yeah. exactly and the, the few times i've driven around um florida as well there's some incredible and that what names they know yes. that oh yeah they, from, yeah, they, from they, the they Seminole have thing yeah 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 so Absolutely. basically lots of lots of cases and uh cabs and airport runs and stuff like that then yeah <laughs> well the kids both were just just had to be taken up to their schools and they went by bus to, okay because chattanooga's only just over two hours away and knoxville's just a bit over three so they're not okay. they're not too bad i know that probably sounds further away for you all than it does for me but um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, we, we've had this conversation before and especially when you, it, i think Considering the audience you've got here in me and young Commander there, I actually love driving. So I, part of me envies you the option to be able to go from one side of your country to the other and it take days of driving. I think I'd actually enjoy that. And we know Cam is more than capable of putting in a big stretch in the car. Whether he enjoys it or not is another thing. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, basically, the the little journey there that your second kid did that probably takes you across Ireland, for me honest, you know. <laughs> but you know, but people here in the states, like you know, I know I've mentioned multiple times. My husband's from the New England area, and you know, because their states are smaller and and the cities are more concentrated. I mean, you know, he lived within a three hour radius of, you know, New York City and Boston and, you know, in, in multiple places. Whereas, um, you know, I mean, Tennessee isn't as bad, but I mean, when you go out, you know, out West, I mean, the states and, and the major cities are just so spread out that yeah. it's just different. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so there's some travel um, that, that happened in the, in the Hanahan household this week. Now, as part of my, and I think you both responded to it on, on Twitter or whatever, but I had some time. I flew into Oklahoma City, and the hospital I was going to was in a town called Stillwater, which is about an hour north. And so I had some time between my flight coming in and my colleague's flight coming in. And I actually went down to downtown Oklahoma City and, and visited the memorial from the Oklahoma City bombing that, yeah. that took place in April of 1995. And, you know, and that's just one of those things, of course, you know, heard about it and, you know, saw all kinds of pictures and, and all the things, but just to actually walk, you know, in that area. And part of the memorial is, is actually some of the remains of the walls from the, from the Murr building that are still standing. So it was, it was, um, you know, it's something I'm glad I took time to do. So. Yeah. I've, I've spent a lot of time reading about, um, that particular horrific incident. Um, 
it's uh, it's fascinating um, and awful in equal measures. Uh, so yeah, I'd imagine it was quite a powerful thing. It was it's the would you say it's the it's the Murrow building, isn't it? Murrow. Yeah, it's the Alfred, and I can't remember the middle initial, maybe P. Murrow building. I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, a federal yeah. building. Um, you know, and it had a daycare center in it, so there were children who were yeah. Old and and actually, when I was looking at the memorial, and if you've ever looked at pictures of it, you know, they did like chairs representing you know all the lives lost. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, I'm not quite understanding this pattern. And then as I was walking through, I came across a plaque, and they're in group. It was a nine building and so each grouping reflects the number of people who were killed on each floor and I was like oh okay that that makes more sense so um yeah so it's it's just interesting and there is a museum as well I did not have a chance to to go visit that but you know it's just I always try you know I I visit a lot of places for work that I honestly would you know not go to otherwise and so when I do have the time you know I try to take the time you know, to, to appreciate where I am and, you know, and something local about that place. So. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a solid policy. If you have, if you can manage to free up a couple hours to do it, it's a great idea. And I take it then based on that, um, you're, you've got an equally sort of heavy duty quote for us to you. No, I really don't. Um, <laughs> actually, um, in keeping with the fact that today is April fool's day, I just thought I'd pull up a little April fool's day history or we are recording on April the 1st. So um, this is from history.com. So I'm assuming it's a fairly reliable source. Some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates back to 1582 when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar as called for by the Council of Trent in 1563. In the Julian calendar, as in the Hindu calendar, the new year began with the spring equinox around April 1. People who were slow to get the news or failed to recognize the start of the new year had moved to January 1 and continued to celebrate it during the last week of March through April 1, became the butt of jokes and hoaxes, and were called April Fools. So, I like it. Bit of a little bit of knowledge. <laughs> a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, uh, uh, this again, I, I, you'll, you'll have to forgive me, Lisa Marie, um, but occasionally there will be because... Um, of, of the fact that myself and Cam are obviously so much older than you, uh, there will be there will be occasionally just think for yourself, bro. Did, did you? Yeah. You, did you see uh, Cam? The um, people were posting up like they always do on this day of the year. The photo that was the cover of Shoot magazine back in '87, uh, I think, with uh, Ian Rush in an Everton kit. Did you see that? I, I haven't seen that today. No, but I've seen it previously. Did you? Do you remember? It at the time because I God knows I do I got shoot religiously. Um, I I wouldn't have seen it in eighty seven. No, I wouldn't is, have seen it. Isn't no. it isn't it mad when you think about it, folks? That that had the power that it did have um, to actually make some people do a double take at least to be sort of shocked or worried for a little while. Isn't it mad that you how different pre-internet was? Do you know that you couldn't just check something instantly and people were fretting a little bit about it? I was just saying. Teletext. Everyone was on teletext. Teletext, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking teletext, wow. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. Do you remember the um, list, Marie, you won't, you, this will go over your head now. It's uh, There's a BBC news program here in the UK uh, called Panorama. And they did the spaghetti tree. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it was glorious. It was like, this is how spaghetti is made, folks, in Italy. And this is what they do. They grow it and then they cut it off. And then, and it was like on April the 1st as well. It's like, how many people would have fallen for that? And it was, it was so old, that program. I remember it. I mean, maybe it's because we just had a black and white TV, but I just assumed it was, um, it was, it was going back to early 70s, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that clip several times, and you, you, it never fails to 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 surprise you how easily people are taken in by mad shit. But I'll tell you what, I saw witnessed with my own eyes today the saddest April Fool joke ever. I mean, I was genuinely upset afterwards, thinking about what this actually means. So a colleague of mine came in. I was teaching a lot of guys who are kind of fourteen age group, so one of my younger classes. 
and they'd be second year here uh, in secondary school. And the colleague who came in is their nominal year head. And she said, uh, you know, uh, we've got one week left and then it's Easter holidays, right? So she said, um, okay, guys, I need you to take out your journals and make a note here. Um, I'm running an intensive revision course um, every day of the Easter holidays. I'm going to need you to come in for two hours in the morning. Um, that's every day. And we will be taking attendance. You're all expected to show now, okay? This is a very important part of um, your student career. And I swear to God, the entire class in a sort of defeated, dejected way, reached into their bags, took out their journals and started scribbling this thing down. And I was going, really? Are we serious? And then one little lad down the back had a little sort of smirk, suspicious head on him. He said, is this an April Fool's, miss? <laughs> and yes, it is. But like, I couldn't believe it. They were all just broken. I mean, <laughs> what is, what is wrong? Yeah, does doesn't mean like, what is wrong with these poor bastards? This last couple of years has just broken them. They're just like, oh Christ! <laughs> you know, they just they just went with it. I was just, oh my God, that is just so sad. See, uh, well, I mean, you're right. The last couple of years have probably, but I was going to say, I think kids would be far more suspicious about that sort of thing now than several. Oh yeah, oh look, they are more cynical for sure. Yeah, but, a lot. But, Trust but me, whatever. I I have I am mother to three very cynical people. <laughs> yeah, three three cynics. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I I I have stories, but we we bet we better get to the football. <laughs> we better get to the football. And uh, in doing so, I'd like to start if we could with just a look forward to what is. I mean, it's pretty bad, isn't it, uh, Lisa Marie, when you hear someone of the status and uh, experience and ridiculously large trophy and medal collection of Tiago saying that this might well be the most exciting month that he's ever looked ahead to. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. I think you'll agree. Uh, and it is an amazing an amazing month for us uh, ahead with some of the some of the biggest games you could imagine all crammed into such a small period of time. And I just kind of want to get a feel for it with you guys. I spoke to Jan about this last night and we kind of went down through it in a little bit of a semi-systematic way. I'm, I don't want to do that with you. I don't want to put you under, uh, under the uh, spotlight to do that. But we are going to have a quick look at Watford and Benfica, even though Watford... Uh, will be the le- I th- will do much less on Watford because by the time this show is published, it'll be only mere hours before that Watford game is played. And um, we're recording Friday night. It's now half past seven, and obviously we're playing at half past twelve on Saturday. Um, so that's um, there's no turnaround there. So we'll have a little focus on the um, Champions League tie with Benfica. Um, and then I wouldn't mind just looking at the two city games as a kind of a thing and um, uh, taking your pick of the rest of them then. And just for the record, again, there's always people who are listening who just maybe aren't on top of everything. And there are other people who know everything backwards and forwards. But just for the record, we do start tomorrow at Watford. And then on Tuesday, uh, we have to go out to uh, Portugal to play Benfica before coming home uh, to travel to uh, Manchester to play City in the Premier League. Uh, And then... um, Another three days after that, it's Benfica at Anfield. Um, and could you believe it? Um, another three days after that, it's City again. And this time uh, we're playing them in the Cup. And I do want to talk to you around about a couple of stories to do with that um, sort of mess that the FA have organised there. Um, that's the 16th. Three days later, it's Manchester United at home. Five days later, it's Everton at home. And to finish out the month, six days later, it is Newcastle away. Now, I don't know what to say to you, except that is a whole lot of football. There's part of me is really looking forward to it and thinks it might really suit us if we're lucky-ish with injuries because we do seem to be a rhythm team. Um, So I'm just looking forward to getting a few takes from you guys on that. Let's start, if we can, uh, Lisa Marie, with the European um, fixtures that we've got. Um, 
I think I have a worry that an awful lot of people are taking this one a little bit too lightly. Is that is that a feeling you've had? Um, because everyone's talking about what a great draw it is, and you have to be objective and say, yes, it's one of the better draws we could have got. But <laughs> it makes me nervous, that type of thing. I, uh, absolutely. Um, now, I'm going to confess, I know next to nothing about Benfica as a club other than it's in Portugal. So... <laughs> So. Well, 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 can 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 we can we all all be equally open about the fact that um, that's the majority of football fans who are even listening to this? I mean, you might have seen them a couple of times in the Champions League. You'll know um, a handful of players that play with them. But if you are genuinely watching the European leagues, like to the extent that you're watching Portuguese football on a regular basis, um, you know you're you're in a different bracket than the three of us and we openly admit that you know you do you and we'll do us <laughs> but, <laughs> because that's just that's never going to be part of my bag I you know I, I listen to young Matchett and young Hendrick chatting about players and I go oh, it's nice that there are people out there who are willing to do that for me <laughs> yes exactly yes I rely very heavily on Carl Matchett and Dave Hendrick <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I honestly, I honestly couldn't be arsed, and it, <laughs> like I don't mind, I, I openly admit that. But just in terms of, in terms of the the enormity of it, like let's not lose track of that. We don't, we don't want to be anything other than um, advancing past Benfica. Anything other than that would be a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, calamity setback for the season and all the rest of it. And the fact that. The two games sandwiched the biggest league game of the fucking year. Uh, it's it's an enormous ask. And I know a lot of lads were saying, Lisa Marie, wouldn't it be great if we could go out there? I was saying it myself, if we could go out there and get a good old uh, get a good old um, uh, score racked up. And, and again, I hear myself saying, it, I go, you arrogant bastard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but I, I wanted to reflect just that I have t- tremendous faith in this group of footballers. I think they can beat anyone by a cricket score on any given day. So that's where I am with that. But just talk to me around about that the the enormity of it is kind of hard to get your head around isn't it those three games back to back two huge european ties uh, sandwiching um the biggest league game of our season it is it is a lot and and i think even especially since we've been away from football for a couple you know for during this international break for so this to come up you know as we're coming back into it is you know of course i think probably even part of it is just given a lot of time for people to talk about it and speculate about it and you know all of all of those things that that happen around it you know i i do think you know we we certainly absolutely have it in in our team you know to pull out wins for for all three of those fixtures and and i think our team is also very good about playing the game in front of them you know or, or have been in the past and and nothing has really shown us that, you know, they don't continue to have that mindset. So, you know, I, you know, I feel pretty good about it, but I do always like, I mean, I think I still go back to, uh, well, I guess it was the the Leicester game in the league that, you know, we lost back around New Year's where, you know, I still give Dave and Carl a hard time because they're like, oh yeah, we're going to smash these. And, you know, at halftime, I'm, you know, messaging Dave and going, um, you promised me a six nil victory. Where is it? <laughs> I I have to break something to you, right? I know, I know it's I know it, if you were to listen to the lad, uh, he a hundred percent does sound like the oracle. But Dave can be wrong at times. Oh, I absolutely know he can. But it was just, I mean, but he and Carl were both so sure that we were gonna I, just, you know, I, blow them away, and and that was not what happened that day, but. Um, but leaving that in the past because it's in the past and it's all kind of worked out, so it's okay. But but I think ever since then, I take these sort of predictions, if you will, with kind of a grain of salt. You know, just like okay, I, I certainly hope that's the way it it works out, but I'm not going to believe it until I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get so, that. Yeah. And they've they've made me a skeptic because I'm generally the blind <laughs> optimist. <laughs> so that's what they did to me on that day is they turned me into a skeptic. So thanks, guys. Cheers for that, lads. Um, but Cam, I mean, I'm looking at Liverpool's record in the Premier League. Um, I think it's is it nine or ten wins in a row? I, I, I think 
I think it's nine. And yeah, I think it's nine. As I go back through them here, <laughs> and I'm just looking at the fixtures here. We barely concede any goals at all. I think it might be two goals conceded in that whole Premier League run. It might be just two goals. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. Um, it's it's one of the it's 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 a low key one of the best runs we've had under Klopp, um, and exactly when we needed it. And that again, that feeds in, doesn't it, to your and I don't mean it's not arrogance, but it feeds into your confidence um, when you're trying to assess. A, a fixture schedule like that because honestly in previous years you'd have looked at that and you'd be saying holy shit we're banging trouble here this is going to be awful um but not so now man just not so and it's not it's not it's not arrogant and it's not um no, no. it's not it's not laziness or whatever the word is. it's not being it's not being um uh too to expectant or entitled it's just you just feel like each of these games take them on their merits we could we could do a job do you have that because you you've emerged as our as our podcast uh realist stroke occasionally veering towards the pessimism bracket uh, do you look at that and think yeah but that's too much we can't possibly keep all those plates spinning with games every three days uh, of that intensity um no i think we need the games every three and a half days four days three days however you want to look at it. Um, people claim we, we play three games a week, but you can't play three games a week, two weeks running. That's just impossible. That'd be two, that'd be a game every two days. People, you need to realise it might be three games in one week, but it's only two games the next week. So, um, you know, just work it out on the days on the calendar, yeah? So I, I, that always um, astounds me how people... Fucking hell, he's done it again, Lisa Marie. <laughs> just read again. a calendar, people. Yeah. <laughs> But, but but like I mean, Cam, Cam. I'm, I'm I'm getting there. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm getting there. No, but so. man, <laughs> seriously, I, this this requires an intervention. Our listeners are sound people who understand all this stuff. Stop giving yeah, them no, shit. But, but, <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm not aiming at the listeners per se. I'm just saying you see stuff online sometimes, and you're like, honestly, get real. It's not three games a week every week. Yeah. It might happen one week where we play on a Sunday, then we play midweek, and then we play on a Saturday. But then the following week, it'll be a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. It's only two games yeah. the following week, then, isn't it? So it's not three I, games every week. Absolutely. I was following your logic, Cam. Yeah. I know what you're saying. So, um, so, but we need, it averages two games a week, yeah? So we need those two games a week or two and a half games a week, whichever week you want to be pedantic now, because I've said five games in two weeks. So we need that because it, it it's, it's, it's exactly as you said, it's about rhythm. And it's also then about confidence. And it's also, we've now got to a point with the squad we have where the minutes are being managed. And I know you don't like it, Trev, but chronic load and all that malarkey is important. You know, I know you don't. You know, you don't want it in this show per se. You know, I know you realise it, it. It is an important factor of what we, you know, what the club is doing, and it's the way it is now. You know, players have to have their minutes managed. Not everyone can be a Virgil Van Dyke and stroll through a game like a Rolls Royce purring in second gear. Other players are playing at a higher intensity. They're, you know, they're they're, they're busting a gut more. They're running more. They're putting in more sprints. Virgil never sprints. He never gets to top speed because his jogging pace is as fast as a lot of strikers. His intensity is less. So we we have to watch what we're doing and how we're doing it. And I just think the way it's set up for us now, this month is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's as Tiago says, it's, you know, the biggest month he's probably ever been part of. But as supporters, it's the biggest month we've ever been a part of. We're playing City twice. We've got two Champions League games. We've got an FA Cup semi-final. Obviously, that's City. We've got league games galore. We've got City, United, Everton in the same month. Can you believe that? City, Everton, United in the same month. How? When was the last time you ever said that, Trev? It's bananas. It's it bananas. It's just nuts. It's monkey nuts. Honestly. 
but you know as well, there's there's the added factor as well of those games. Like, and I was dealing with dealing with um with the, this particular question with Jan on the show last night, and he was being pragmatic and saying, okay, look, Manchester United and Everton, they're not at the level that they used to be, so therefore you have to be optimistic about those games. So you got to think about them as potential uh, um, or likely, uh, maybe not likely, but definitely games that can be won. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, you're trying to rationalize things away, but at the end of the day, it is the Manx. At the end of the day, it is the Ev, and they might be absolutely wretched, uh, uh, and they might be underperforming. Well, out the window for those games. Well, you see, that cliche is, is still knocking around because it's got, it's got, it's got a, a little bit of heft to it. Um, you know, it's I, 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 I'm, I'm, if I, I'm going to ask you a simple question, and it's not to be putting you on the spot for predictions, but what ones there, genuinely, what ones there do you look at and wince and go, that's going to be really tough? Well, City away, obviously. Um, yeah. That's going to be incredibly difficult. City at Wembley is going to be incredibly difficult. Am uh, I right? Am I right in saying I am right in saying, aren't I, that City uh, will be slap bang between their own European ties and uh, they've they've got they you know that could be I, an I issue. don't know the fixture. I, uh, I I'm pretty sure yes. Seems like I remember hearing I, I, discussion I, I, of that on another yeah. podcast. Yeah, I think like so they're going to have equal amounts. They, but what we have to remember is I know they've got like you know the 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 squad ten all squads etc cetera, etc cetera, but we do have to remember that they're managing the same amount of games um so that yeah. is interesting uh, uh that that will that will play into it and we have to hope that pep will go full galaxy brain again uh <laughs> when it comes to um the the games against club and uh decide to play it, it's gonna know. start tomorrow for him if we win tomorrow yeah we, we go ahead of them and then his <laughs> his mind just scrambles because then he's chasing all of a sudden and when he's chasing he he has a tendency to do the odd daft thing. And you could see it possibly tomorrow when they play or whenever they're playing. They're playing tomorrow or something. They do play tomorrow. They, they, I mean, play. obviously after us, but they play tomorrow. They, Is it a three o'clock kickoff or a half five kickoff with them? Um, Just curious because I'm meeting future in-laws tomorrow and future son-in-laws there and he's a City fan. Oh. Wow. You're allowing that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, words have been said. <laughs> I hope, I hope you'll be pitching up with your Sean Dyche mask on. Um, to uh, eating worms. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you want to be a Burnley fan for the evening, right? That's the that's definitely the plan. Oh, is that who they're playing. Oh, they're that's who they're yeah, they're playing yeah. Burnley, and it's at if I've done the math right, three o'clock your time. Oh, right. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll, be, I'll either be sat there with a very smug smile on my face or I'll be very annoyed at him and then I'll just kick shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not feeling any on there, Brenty. But I have to say, uh, as as I as I as I listen to it, we I'm very aware that we're skipping over Watford, and I don't want anyone to think that that's because it's an afterthought of a game. Uh, again, I'm hyper aware of all this stuff. I don't know why. I just I never ever want to be seen as one of those guys who takes shit for granted because I'm reveling in every great thing that's happening under Klopp and in this era. And this game against Watford uh, against old uh, Owlhead is going to be tremendous uh, uh, test as well we've got lads coming back from uh long journeys and big, big travel and stuff like that we were told i think by Clapo in the press or lisa marie that uh trent um, wonderfully should be ready for the benfica match this is uh the finest news we could have had because uh, it's you don't i wasn't looking forward to trying to factor in team lineups without that kid it's just it becomes very difficult um he's He's such an essential core part of the team that the, the, we don't have anyone. We, we, you and I and Cam had this conversation in the last show. I, I had it with Jan last night, and you just realise there are no good options. <laughs> there are no good options without mm. Trent. This is this is great. And, you know, hopefully against Watford tomorrow we'll have Joey Gomez starting, and he'll do a great job. I'd love that. I would love that. I'd love I'd love him to to be still hanging around. But you know, we we've we had that conversation already. But uh. 
in terms of this Watford game, and just to give it its its due for a minute, I mean, I I I think you're exactly the same as me, right? There's nobody taking this thing for granted, especially like I say, with all the exhaustion and effort that's gone into those international freaking games. Mm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, Lisa Marie of poor old Mo Salah, uh, who's been flogged to death with uh, international duty of late, and then had all sorts of laser pointers and and and, and crowd abuse to deal with, and travel and all the rest of it. It's it's going to be a big ask. And then when he came back from Afcon. Uh, Lisa Marie, we were hoping, weren't we, that he was just going to come back with a bang and be all pissed off and scoring 10 goals a game. It didn't happen. Uh, there's I probably think it's le- because he was exhausted. Yeah, that's what I say. There's probably less reason to expect it to happen this time around because he's just going to have more miles on the clock. And if anything, that kid probably just needs a a couple of a couple of good few weeks to to to, to recharge so uh, i hope people aren't expecting you know I, ho- I saw this narrative of mo's coming back and he's going to be angry you know <laughs> it didn't really work out like that the last time it's a big ask in this fella he's he's he's, he's such a, a linchpin he's played so much football i mean when you look at this game tomorrow do you expect there to be a few sort of um potentially uh, surprising eyebrow-raising selections from Kloppo, given the fact that so many of them are going to be factoring in a lot of tiredness from travel and all the rest of them. I I do think um, it'll likely be at least a rotated team to start. And then if, you know, the people that we would expect maybe to start are likely going to be on the bench. And so that if, you know, needs be, Klopp can, you know, can bring them in. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially again, knowing, you know, knowing the run of games we've got coming up and, and everything else. Um, I, I do think the the initial look at the lineup tomorrow morning will probably raise a couple eyebrows, you know, that there's always that initial, you're like, oh, and then you're like, well, okay, I guess that makes sense. You know, when you, when you take a step back and look at the big picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. That, that's probably the better way to go. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, I mean, I think you're right. I think Joe Gomez is likely to be, you know, in for Trent, um, you know, and then maybe, you know, is in for Trent. I mean, maybe Henderson's in for Fabinho because I mean, Fab was, you know, in Brazil and that's, you know, a journey. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, the midfield will be interesting, um, to see kind of what, what goes there. But, but yeah, I think, I think we're going to probably see the, some rotation, yeah, I mean, although we've seen a lot of rotation, you know, it's it's not the scary thing that it that it was. No, no, because um, the, the people, you know, the the past. People, yeah, the, you're right, you're right. The people stepping in are either more capable or of a higher standard or have raised themselves to a higher standard or whatever, because it's less of a drop off um, yeah. when, with the, with the current uh, rotation, which is fantastic. And we're going to need every one of those guys. And like I say, that's about as much as we can say about Watford, because by the time you're listening to this, um, the Watford game will be over and we can only hope that the Reds have put themselves psychologically ahead by going top. That would be wonderful. Uh, but just to go back for a couple more minutes to this um, month, I mean, to say, it, it, there, I don't want to, I don't want to be. This isn't in any way supposed to sound um, uh, like I'm being a bit of a Cassandra or a down, downer on it at all. But I'm looking at the way it's fixed up. There's it's quite heavy towards the first half of the month. Quite literally halfway through the month. On the 16th is when we have the cup game against Everton, more of which in a few minutes. Um, cup game against City. Oh, sorry, against City. Um, and um, we... As if know, we don't have enough fixtures. Trevor's inventing some. I've just, I've just decided... He's made play. a new competition. We'll play yeah. Everton the cup just for... It's the, only cup, it's the only cup Everton we're going to win this year. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... Uh, so, so at that stage, at that halfway point of the month, at the end of that Saturday evening, we'll either be in an FA Cup final, uh, in a Champions League semi-final, um, really handily positioned. What really, a wow. That suddenly struck me when you said that. Yeah, really, really, really handily positioned in the league. Or we could be none of the above. Um, and when I say none of the above, we're not going to have a fall off in our league form that stops us being anything other than second, I touch wood, um, at, at worst. But, that that halfway point of the month, you're either looking forward to the rest of these fixtures with like 
you know, joyful abandon, or there might be that sort of downhearted sort of feel to it because, well, we've got the league now and it's that's possibly not great or not likely, whatever. We have to get through in Europe, I guess, is what I'm saying shorthand. We just fucking have to. Uh, I don't see any other way around this. Um, it's a necessity for us to get past Benfica. Uh, the city game in the in the cup. Um, I want to talk about it in a second. I want to get. I want to assess your take on how important that is. And the city game in the league. I mean, if I guess if we beat Watford, um, there's a possibility that the the result might need to necessarily go the way of a win for us at their place in order for us still to be in with a great chance of winning the league. But I think uh, Cam. If we're being honest, the, to win there puts the 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 run in in a very favourable light for us then, and it gives us the feeling, doesn't it, that we can stay top because we've done it before. It's effectively the title decider, isn't it, that day? Well, um, is it? Is it when you've got uh, well, Manchester United and, and, and Everton, and you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I do know what you mean, but it's. It, psychologically, it's huge. If either of the, whoever, if one of the teams was to win that game, you you're gonna you've got to genuinely think they've got the edge now. They they they've, they've broken the other team possibly. Now, who do I see mentally more fragile out of the two teams? I'd, I'd say I'd actually say the fragility of Pep can really feed into his squad. I think he's quite fragile in that um, he's fragile about Liverpool and Klopp. I don't think he's fragile as a manager or a coach, whatever whatever else you want to say. You know, he's a phenomenal coach. I think, I think he's one of the greatest coaches ever. And I think, you know, the way he's uh, changed football in, in the way City play, I think, or, and the way Barcelona used to play, even though that was a, a natural involvement from what... Um, Frank Reichard has started, or you could even go back as far as saying Johan Cruyff. But um, I think what he's done at City, the way he's got them playing football, I mean, I'm actually getting bored of it now, watching that football, because it's just too much possession almost. And it's just too much sideways, and there's not enough shots on goal, and there's not enough excitement for me. But that's by the by. But I think, you know, when he first started, it was like, wow, this is phenomenal. It was like when Klopp came in and he was doing... You know, the pressing, that first game against Spurs, you know, for 60 minutes, that first game, it was just like, what the hell, you know, and it was just some, something different. It was something, wow. And I think that Pep has got this thing in his mind, in his head. We are in his head all the time. And if we were to win that game, and and it's a big if, because not many teams go to go to the Etihad and win there. It's a tough place to to beat City at. It really is. You know, you you've you've got to be on your A game plus mm. to win to win there. But that travelling clock will have so much of a part to play in that game because you know they're going to sing the empty ad. You know, there'll only be about five City fans there anyway. So. Um, <laughs> We knew he was gonna uh, do it. I knew he was gonna say it. I was just waiting. Yeah, the old the old ones are the best. That's good. Yeah. We just this this is this is where we how we roll here. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's it's uh, it, there's a lot yeah there's a lot of good points there and and it's bringing me to this game that you you, you referred to as well. And you're talking about the traveling cop. And Lisa Rubin, I'll start with you on this one because the FA Cup game against uh city on the 16th um is thankfully on the bbc which means i can actually see it which is handy considering i think i'm doing raw for that uh, so it would be good to be able to see the game um as opposed to the, the horror <laughs> that I, yeah 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 so yeah exactly details yeah <laughs> uh what did you make of the farcical scenario that was playing out around about that fixture and there were some interesting suggestions being put out there about places where it could be played instead or uh, swapping the league and cup fixtures with city and the dates of them 
But it seemed as if nobody uh, who can make those things happen was willing to bend on this. And so the sop given to uh, Liverpool and Manchester City fans who uh, will have no trains, which would have been the most popular way to travel there, is that they're going to put on 100 coaches each, which I guess works out about 5,000 fans catered for. When I spoke to Jan about this last night, I, I, I kind of just cut to the chase very quickly because he's spent a lot of years knowing exactly what Liverpool fans do. And we've had a reputation for decades, Liverpool fans, of getting the games no matter what it takes. And he's right. People are just going to bung in together in cars and buses and everything, and they'll get there anyway. So it's not really about not getting represented or people seem to think that there wouldn't be Liverpool fans in the stadium. Of course there will. Uh, but it just seemed very mealy-mouthed the way that they tried to, invert the commas, solve it, didn't it? You, I mean, honestly, do the people who put these things together not look at a calendar and not think? I mean, it just it boggles my mind. I know that's a rhetorical question. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, from from everything I have seen and witnessed, Liverpool fans are going to travel, you know, regardless of whether it's in London or it's in Manchester or, you know, down in Brighton. We're going to have fans there and are going to be represented. I mean, you know, I mean, even we kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, I don't even remember how it came up, but I was talking about how, you know, I went to that preseason game, you know, up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and there were a hundred thousand people there. And I mean, yeah. it was Liverpool, I mean, granted it was Liverpool and Man United. So I mean, it's two of the most popular teams in the world, but still we filled a stadium essentially of over a hundred thousand. So certainly, and that was just a preseason friendly. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything. So yeah, I mean, the fans are going to be there, but you know, it was, it was almost just a token. It well, it was, it was a token gesture. Well, here we go. We're providing some buses for you. So now yeah. leave us alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't what say do you we want? didn't do anything yeah. for you. Here yeah. we go. We've, we've, we've helped. But I mean, even to know that regardless of who it was, and my understanding is, I mean, it's, there's something about the train service you know, because it's Easter weekend and they're doing repairs to the tracks or something. I mean, it could have been anywhere, you know, not necessarily that it was Liverpool and Manchester City in that semifinal, but, you know, there could have been fans from anywhere that would have been in that spot. So that's why I'm like, don't they look at a calendar and, and think about these, you know, greater piece of these things? But I know. I'm, I'm silly. It, yeah, yeah, well, obviously, anyone who considers fans first is quite silly because uh, that's been the ongoing lesson of watching um, authorities of all ilks uh, lately. You know, um, it's, it's it's not necessarily uh, people's welfare that's at heart, uh, certainly not when it comes to football fans. And it's just, it's, it is, it's disappointing to see that kind of thing or to see the lack of willingness to bend around it. But look, um, one way or the other, it's a big game. And Cam, uh, you might get a, an extra close look at it, I hear. Yeah, um, I will be. Um, I'm lucky enough to be going to the semi final. Um, and uh, I will be driving the the Podfather down. Oh, weekend. yes. Oh, yes. So, uh, and then we'll be meeting up with Harinda, uh, Baji, and uh, Mr. Mr. Singh's Pizzas, and all the boys, and uh, everyone down there when we get down there. And hopefully, we'll be, uh, because it's Saturday night, there's no rush to get back. Uh, hopefully, we then be celebrating probably Mr. Singh's Pizzas uh, not far from Wembley um, afterwards. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll be driving down. We weren't going to be looking at a train or a coach or anything like that. Um, the the situation, it, semi-finals are never going to be changed from Wembley. So for, for those saying, oh, they should have just done it at Old Trafford, you know, 76,000-seat stadium, it was easy. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen. Wembley, the FA have got a stadium to pay for. And it's, contracted in that the FA Cup semi-finals, blah, 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 whatever, that for the next gazillion years are going to be played at Wembley. It, for me, it detracts from the competition. It takes away something from the competition mm. because the idea was of the FA Cup was a day out at Wembley. 
it was to get to Wembley to watch 100%. the final. Yeah, I agree. That was the magic of the FA Cup. Yeah, it's supposed to be rare. It's supposed yeah. to be a special occasion. It's, it's the, it was it was meant to be the pinnacle of the football season. Yeah, and the the FA have, have, have sold their souls for money. Well, oh. that's a surprise, isn't it? You if tell you, me who if hasn't. You, if you recall in the past, Cam. Um, if you failed to settle an FA Cup final that was played at Wembley on the day, they used to just bung it into any old match for a replay yeah. at any old stadium even, for the replay. And, and, and then even the FA Cup final used to be a replay, but not at Wembley. Yeah, that's what, that's that's the point I'm making. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you could yeah. like even even the final itself in the past. It's, Sorry, yeah, that, yeah. That's how special the 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 idea of the day at Wembley was, and it is yeah. absolutely watered down. But you're right. Then actually, you know what? I've got a feeling there was one final replayed at the Wembley. Was oh. one of the was um Tottenham once where Ricky Villa scored that amazing goal? Was that replayed at Wembley? Was that a replay? That was eighty one, right? I recall that. But I eighty was West Ham, wasn't it, with the Trevor Brookie yeah. goal? I'm pretty sure it was eighty one, but I don't I don't recall um I don't the, recall it goal, being a replay. The goal was under lights. Yeah, that's actually a good point. It was under lights, wasn't it? Yeah, I recall it at night as well. So maybe it was a replay. Yeah, but 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 I I know United replayed a cup final and it was at like Villa Park or something or you know there was it's definitely the point is anyway that it's supposed to be a one-off occasion. Yeah. Uh, and it and is, they've, and they've taken away from that, haven't they? So um... they, they 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 have, but I mean, you know. I think Jan's right in what he's saying as well, is that, yeah, okay, it's now more inconvenient and it's a bit of a screw you to the fans. And there was the possibility that it could have been played on the 10th uh, and still played at Wembley, right? Um, Unless there was some super duper event on at Wembley on the 10th. And I don't know, maybe there was, maybe there's some sort of concert on or something like that. But that was another opportunity that it could have still been played at Wembley rather than push somewhere else and then mm. play the, play the AFA, play the league game on the 16th. But anyway, uh, I think young Malby's right when he says there's no two ways about it. It's Liverpool fans are going to get there exactly how you're getting there, right? They're going to all bundle into as few cars as possible. And just Look, Trev, how many fans got to Kiev? How many fans got to Madrid? That's what I mean. got to Istanbul? Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, but we used to do it. We, yeah, yeah. And we used to do it in the, in the, in the, in the we used to do it in the seventies and the eighties yeah. when there was when, when it was impossible to get anywhere. You know what I mean? It was part of the experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So let's be honest, yeah. A Saturday getting to Wembley for a three thirty kickoff, that's a doddle. It is. For Man City fans now let's not go there. You know, you know, I don't want to put them down too much. But they ain't fucking getting there. <laughs> Yeah, I look embrace forward to Embrace the seeing... journey, people. Just embrace the journey. Embrace the journey, yeah. I look forward to seeing this split, actually, in the stadium on the day, I have to say. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I do think that it'll brings... Be, it'll be the same as the League Cup final. They'll, they'll, they'll sell out. I'm, I'm sure they won't be returning tickets for that game. It'd be so embarrassing if they did. Oh, God, you'd have to think so, yeah. You'd have to think they're going to manage to... Uh, I, I, we should probably just leave it at that because obviously then the second half of the of the, of the of that uh, calendar is going to be coming into a bit more firm um, uh, focus as we move on. And the, by the time we do our next show, it'll be Tuesday the 5th, Wednesday the 6th, Thursday the 7th. It's going to be Friday the 8th. And we will have two days... <laughs> before we play City and Benfica uh, over the space of three days. So we have a, a, we'll have Watford and Benfica behind us and City and Benfica ahead of us. So we'll have plenty to be talking about, but we're stuck bang in the middle of that. We'll have plenty of time then in later shows to focus on the likes of United and Everton and Newcastle towards the end of the month. We have to do, I think, the age-old boring as hell Liverpool philosophy of taking one game at a time. That's basically all we can do here or two, as it happens to be when you're doing podcasts once a week. And as Cam mm-hmm. says, uh, it's 2.5 games a week. Uh, average um, stat or Cam starting us out there earlier. That's on. only on a two-week basis I've worked that out. <laughs> don't, don't doubt me, folks. Don't doubt me. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. if we looked at the week before, it was probably only one game that week. But hey, let's not go there, folks. You know, uh, average. Uh, We're working on an average. Check it. Check on Twitter later on. Cam will be supplying graphs and heat maps uh, to uh, give you an idea uh, as to the fixture regularity. Uh, that's that's old old Cam. He's he's uh, always ready uh, to to help you out when it comes to the finer points. We should start wrapping this up because it's uh, hitting the hour mark, and we want to keep this uh, uh, at the usual length. Um, I'd have to say I have nothing specific. Like I said, I I I've just been distracting myself. Anytime I could with uh, stuff that's funny. Uh, I would say, just for those of you who are interested or even ca- care vaguely about uh, uh, our various side projects, uh, I had a real highlight uh, today. I woke up to the author of the latest uh, story that I covered for the Great Stories, uh, speaking to me directly and then following the account and. Be, be, being really complimentary about the episode and the interpretations and the uh, analysis and all the rest of them. That's pretty fucking cool, I have to say. So thanks to Karen Warren for that, I have to say. Um, and that was the 40th episode. So if you do have any inclination at all in you, and by the way, like I say, there are people as diverse as uh, uh, some of my students, I can't even believe it, listening to stuff like that and people who uh, I would have thought and they would have thought of no interest in it. So there's 40 of them there now. There might be something for you. So go to greatstoriespod.com and have a look at that if you are interested at all. That's all I've got to plug and that's all I've got to say. So I'm going to ask Cam if you've got anything in that vein that you want to um, flag up before we finish. Just the usual. Um, enjoy what's happening at um at the club at the moment uh, um i i don't know if everyone's seen it but uh or if you guys have seen it but have you seen the picture of a uh, mo's mu- mural 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 yeah that one yes yes <laughs> is that it picture on the wall yes i did yes, see that that's the one picture on the wall <laughs> isn't it phenomenal so uh, that's, I, I can't wait to go to liverpool and uh get a look at that in real time I think it's just if that doesn't convince the guy to sign his new contract then nothing will you know it's, it's all over so um you know it's just that's just amazing but yeah all things ai all things great stories all things trev downey uh all things uh shy tart at trev downey.com <laughs> uh, um uh, all yeah. paypal donations to trev downey <laughs> Um, uh, all um, um, all Oscars at trevdowney.com <laughs> all slaps to trevdowney.com uh, we didn't actually touch on that did we but anyway um, that would have been interesting oh let's not Oh, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get there, Lisa Marie. Don't you worry. There's no way we don't get there at some point. Uh, what about yourself? What have you got to uh, sign off with, if anything? I don't have anything to sign off with. Um, I am on the Nina Kaiser post-match show tomorrow after the Watford match. So, um, yeah, be offering my two cents worth there. And yeah, I just echo everything Cam said, you know, greatstories.com, AI, everything. Um, there's been some great content out, you know, the last week, 10 days, you know, during the international break, a couple of really good old school podcasts with Dave and um, Gags and and just some really good things to listen to um, that, you know, are timely, but, you know, don't necessarily have to be listened to right this second. So, you know, it's, it's there. So, you know, definitely if you have not sought it out already, I would, I would certainly recommend that you do so. And other than that, um, um, yeah, everyone have a great week. Um, I hope the sun is shining on you where you are. It is currently shining here. And um, no, we've yeah. had snow. No. No, I it has the, gotten cooler here. I was I mean, in the blizzard had, yesterday. We've more. had mental weather too, but it hasn't gotten that cold. I mean, we do have a frost warning tonight, but yeah. Oh, it's uh, going down to minus two here tonight. Ah, good times. <laughs> Which is cold for us, you know? Yes. <laughs> I know it's a summer's day for you, Lisa, but it's cold for It is not a summer's day to me. Where do you think I live? Alaska? (laughs) (laughs) Near us. Find Tennessee on a map. Yeah, well, I got it. I've got to say before the before the children get unruly, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna wrap this up here. Um 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I can't leave them alone for a, a little bit of banter between them all, but it descends, it descends into uh, chaos. Uh, we will yeah, be back. We're, we're going to carry this one after. Don't worry. Uh, we'll be back with you like I said next week we'll have two games to talk about two games to look forward to that's the way we like it here uh, as Liverpool supporters uh, and as people who are doing content for uh, this channel of ours and you know you should really like uh, the guys are saying consider subscribing if you haven't already because um, there was a great push on over the last fortnight it was genuinely enjoyable stuff Dave obviously does Trojan work on a daily basis and that's always very interesting um and you know just a lovely variety of bits and bobs uh to keep people distracted and entertained in a time when it's pretty bleak let's be honest the the international fortnight so good job hello can you hear me there we can now you can you just cut <laughs> off there i was yeah i was just about to say up the five substitution reds but you know I, I've no, I've literally no notion what happened there. It, it felt like the power just drained out of my microphone. Anyway, I'm going to finish this now quickly. Uh, yeah, uh, Jesus, this is terrifying. Uh, so it's, everything's, everything's plugged in. How can power drain? That's weird. Power surge. Prince, Prince Andrew is watching you. He's, he's walking around outside. Actually, probably Dave Hendrick. Your magnet earlier. Magnetic personality was just too much for it. Right? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that just, I, that just I, dropped on me. It took me a minute, but there you go. I got that. Uh, I need you, Lisa Marie, to finish um, by uh, telling everybody not to worry. Everything will be okay. Uh, in that, in that voice. Can I say, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Smashed it. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon. Mind yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.